Welcome everybody to another episode of Fair Fitful Podcast. I'm Brian Franco. Joined by me is a full panel today as we preview the 49ers versus Dolphins uh, game tomorrow. And we got Lefty, my co-host, Christian. We got special guest, Bashar from 49er Minded. Yo! Uh, what's going on, Bashar? We got our boy, Niner Gang Podcast, Dion Johnson himself. We got 49er Media on show. What's going on? What's up? What's up? And we got the one and only Beto, Niner Sickness. Hola, mi raza. Ah, what's happening? What's going on, everybody? How's everybody Hey, so doing? Beto, how, how did you like uh, Bashar's... Uh... Is his invitation of you? <laughs> yeah, he, hey, he's pretty. He was pretty good, bro. He's like, he did good. Okay, Aaron and Aaron still didn't have a clue until he's like, "This is Bashar." Oh, that's right. I was, <laughs> I was up all all hours of night trying to practice for that. <laughs> that's dope, man. That's dope. I love it. All right, all right. Let's get right into it, guys. That's right, Tommy Huxley. We're here with the bullshit. Tommy Huxley. <laughs> all right. Well, we all know Mr. Uh, Joey. <laughs> Joey's going right, to. I'm waiting for him to drop some comments. <laughs> all right, guys. Let's get right into it. What are your expectations for tomorrow's game? And how do we pull off a dub against a pretty decent Miami Dolphins team? Um, you we'll know start what? with Christian. Yeah, we'll start with yeah, Christian. Just go, go around. Good work. Um, pass rush. You're gonna have to hit hit two a lot. Don't let the playmakers for uh, the Dolphins touch the ball much. Um, I, I think it's all gonna be pass rush, with, especially with Armstead coming back too. Um, we're gonna and then stop stopping the run and pass rush is, is how we're gonna beat them. Uh, but the offense has got to be able to score some points too. Uh, Scoring 13 points against this team ain't going to get it done. Uh, defense is only going to hold for so much. This team's offense, this offense is way better than the Saints' offense. So we're definitely going to have to put on some points and then hope that uh, the pass rush can get home um, better than they did against the Saints with only one sack. So we're going to have to see the best, like elite pass rush in this game. Um, the run defense is going to have to be good like it's been all season, and then offense has to really um, put up some points. That's all I got. I'm, <laughs> I didn't have right. really much to say. Uh, so. Before I move on to Bashar, just real quick, if you guys are watching on Twitter, we cannot see your comments, so go over to our YouTube channel. It's youtube.com backslash for faithful podcast 49. Or you can go over to Bashar for an media or Dion's page as well, so we can see your comments. All right. Uh, Bashar, go ahead, man. So, yeah, my channel's 49 minus. He said Bashar, but he mentioned 49 minus. I threw that in there really quick. Uh, great great to be on here with you guys. Um, you know, usually the, these hours of the day on the weekend, not really that as pumped up, but, you know, I'm just happy to be on here. I love love the camaraderie that we have and excited about tomorrow's game against the Miami Dolphins. Um, their, their fan base talks a a lot of smack. I was I have been on spaces in a long time and I jumped on the space yesterday. It was a bunch of dolphins fans doing a lot of this, you know, flapping the gums, flapping the jaws, and and we, we gotta be ready to punch up in the mouth. Where we're at home, I mean it might be, I understand there's probably gonna be some rain early in the morning, not necessarily during the game, but it might rain light during the game. So what do we gotta do? Um establish the run game. 
Now, I know CMC's a little banged up, but hey, we got some guys to help him out. It sucks that we lost Mitchell. It truly does. But I still like what we see, see in Mason. Mason looked really nice in the last game. Um, hopefully, we get to see some burn from TDP. He's, he likes to smash people and hurt people when he's running the ball. So establish that part of the game. Get George Kittle involved because this Miami Dolphins team does not stop tight ends. Let's do this. And obviously, defense with Armstead back. Let's see what we can do, man. I'm, I'm hyped. For sure, for sure. All right, Dion, go ahead, man. Uh, <clears throat> so for me, I uh, echo the sentiments of uh, Christian and Bashar, man. It's just basically very simple. You got to do what you got to do. Damn, bro. This mic doesn't sound bad. <laughs> Nothing wrong with his mic. Time was to be I heard it. It, it was. It he was go with the bullshit, man. I'd love to see him and Joey go back and forth in the comments. Well, you know what, all... Tommy, your comment sounds like Ambry Thomas. So. Do I sound okay though? Real talk, do I? Am I no, okay, bro, you're or... fine, man. No pay Tommy. Tommy, I don't know. Maybe. Then again, you have to remember, Tommy is a musician, so he can probably hear certain things that we cannot hear, and that's just being real and being honest. But for us, you sound perfectly fine. Um, I'll for me, uh, once again, I echo. Uh, but go go ahead, Bashar. Do a little mic check real quick. Okay, he probably drop out, come back in. He'd be all right. Mic check, mic check. But for me, uh, once again, I echo Christian and uh, Bashar's uh, sentiments. Just basically, this game is going to be a situation of shutting down Tua and shutting down, uh, shutting down uh, Jalen, shutting down Tua, Jalen Waddle, and and uh, Tyreek Hill. Those are the ones that you have to. You're going to have to stop because those are going to be the guys that are going to do things. Um, I said it earlier on my show. If you look at it, this is very simple. When you take a look at the receiving drop-off after Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill, it is insanity. It's almost 700 yards. So the next leading receiver is fucking Trent Sherfield. That tells you they do nothing but throw to Waddle or Hill. If it ain't Hill, it's Waddle. You know, you want to you, you want to have some fun with it. Go to Ace Ventura, Finkel and Einhorn, Einhorn and Finkel, Finkel and Einhorn, Einhorn and Finkel. That's basically how they move. It's Hill or Waddle, whatever you feel is is you know it's a pick your poison type deal. Me personally, they don't have a run game. Um, you know, they have they have our previous runners, Jefferson Jr. and Mostert. We already know exactly how to stop them. Uh, but um, other than that, man, it it, it kind of is what it is. Um, I don't know what, what I don't know what's going on with Christian. He over here, Dude, he's you're laughing. Fine. I don't know if anybody else got how great your reference just was. Wow. Oh yes, yes. I, everybody kind of that's it, the best it one. It was a little late, but it's all that's good. The best one. That's, you a, caught that's it the best one. That's the best one you had. I caught it right away, dude. That's why I'm laughing, dude. Yeah, Aaron, what's going on, man? You know, what's what I'm saying Aaron? I got to get up with Aaron. I got to get Aaron on my show, man. We got to get him on here. He's a cool dude, man. He's a real cool yeah, dude. We do. Um, the voice of Ray uh, Romano. But when it comes to, yes, very much so. I'm not going to lie. He does sound a little bit like Ray Romano. Um, yeah, Block from Rudy's channel? What? Damn. I don't know. Uh, I guess. Either way, man, defense just has to be stout. We have to make sure that we bracket those two guys because if we don't, we're going to pay for it. We do not have the speed to keep up with Tyreek Hill and or Jalen Waddle. The two fastest guys we got on our squad are named Tarverius Moore and Samuel Womack Jr. Or should I say the third? And 
excuse me, they don't have, well, that Kermit, no, I, no, Kermit belongs to Patrick Mahomes, Aaron, that's not you. Patrick Mahomes owns Kermit the Frog. That's just who the fuck he is. Even Tyreek Hill said that while he was even still hey, on the same team. He wa- and he walks like he has a hand up his ass, so it's perfect. I mean, hey, you know, look, you know, see, look, another movie reference. If I want you to talk, <laughs> shove my hand up your ass like a puppet and make your mouth move like this. See, <laughs> see? you got to catch the movie references. But uh, on to Beto, Mr. Niner Sickness. How do you feel about this game? What do we need to do to win? Damn, so you're going to just skip me in line. Well, he messed with the order, man. He was like one, and then I don't know, man. Just go ahead, Beth, though. Don't worry. You know, media will be okay. We'll give him a hug if he needs one. <laughs> he always needs a hug, dude. None um, for many of you. He needs a, t- he needs a tissue. I'm going to hug his ass with an ASU jersey on purposely. That's what I'm going to do. <laughs> so I think what the Niners need to do, honestly, in the secondary, I need, to, I need both safeties to play really, really good to cover the middle. I need Gibson, and I need uh, Hufanga to really take care of that middle. Uh, where uh, Tariqio likes to run, uh, and that pass rush. I mean, it's just you guys already said it. That pass rush. We ha- even if we don't sack the quarterback, we got to get in his face. He needs to feel uh, the presence of Bosa. He needs, and if Armstead is back and he looks like he is, he needs to uh, just cave that middle in and bring in that middle and, and force Tua to go to the outside uh, towards Bosa. And uh, if we can contain or disrupt. Uh, to his timing, you know, make sure he doesn't make his reads correctly and cover that middle. Uh, we should be in good, uh, solid place. And we got to score, like uh, Christian said earlier, 13 points against the Dolphins is not going to cut it. Uh, we're going to have to score at least 21, you know, to at least compete with those guys. Uh, but I think this defense is up to the test. I think this defense will come and rock, and hopefully we can cover that middle. But everything said, my two safeties need to play their A game. If they do that, we we should be fine. Gibson and Hufanga. Yes, sir. I love it. And then the other thing really quick before you go, uh, media, if we really want to deal with the speed, we do have the option of the three safety look. We can yes. throw our various in there and just tell him, your job specifically is to catch Waddle or Hill if they get past that front, that 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 first line of defense. If they get there, your job is to stick with them because you have the speed. Yes, that's sir. a good that that that's a way. That's how you combat certain things like that. You, it's like it's the simplest thing. I don't want you to do shit, but find the motherfucker who got past us. Stick with them. So I don't, do do what they do. That that would make more sense. But uh, go, go ahead, yeah. Christian. Apparently, two is the only only uh, quarterback with more attempts without an interception than Jimmy right now. Hey, I'm hey, I'm not knocking it. Look, the dude is is for for as long as his his uh throwing motion is, along with the time that the ball stays in the air, because he he'll I don't know, man. I've seen his throws, and it looks like that motherfucker just hangs there. It's more than a yeah. time for TV to get there. So, let me shut let me shut the fuck up. I gotta let media go because. I don't want. I don't want him skipped, and, and then he. No, you're No, you're Yeah, no, you're I was just kidding. Sure, sorry, <laughs> I was just gonna. So Tua has Tua has 174 attempts without an interception. Jimmy's at 137. So, so <laughs> one of them's one of them's gonna throw an interception in the game tomorrow. So let's pray to God it's Tua because Jimmy already threw one last game. He just got called back. Yeah. All right. All right, media. Let's hear what you got to say. Yeah. Um. So I I think you know the the key things in this game is getting 
Tua pressure because I don't believe the Dolphins have really faced all that great defenses except for the Pittsburgh Steelers, who I believe only gave up 17 points. Um, so I'm I'm seeing that I want to see the defense get after Tua, make him uncomfortable. You know, he might not have some offensive linemen playing too. So let's eat up their backups. You know, Nick Bosa probably going to have a, a field day, hopefully, uh, you know, rack up a couple of sacks. Um, just make Tua uncomfortable. Uh, you know, the, the biggest thing is I'm trying to see is, did the Niners really learn from that Chiefs game? Because I feel like it's, little it's similar in some ways um with you know the explosiveness with the dolphins the speed the dolphins have so can the niners you know learn from that and just you know have a great defensive game plan and then offense they got to get back to just scoring because you know they, they were they've been very inconsistent you know up and down um they, they should be scoring more points the dolphins aren't great you know, in uh, the passing defense, even though that they have some big names there, especially in the secondary. So uh, I think the Niners could be passing the ball a little more, but also depends on the weather because I know it's going to be raining there as well. Miami's top 10 in stopping the run. So, you know, the, the Niners might not be able to get the run game going. And then, um, you know, they're the Dolphins aren't great at running the ball on offense. So, I'm not worried about the Niners' defense in that way any so because I think the Niners' defense will continue to just eat up, uh, you know, running backs. And let's see some fumbles. I'm liking this defense starting to get turnovers. I've been saying it all along, you know, like from what we've seen in training camp here and in training camp, there was always turnovers in camp. So I want to continue to see that on the field against opposing teams. So – I just, I just want to address how you said well, you brought up the Chiefs. I would I would say, yeah, this is probably the best offense we face since the Chiefs, but I, I wouldn't compare the two at all because we were our, at our most beat up on defense when we played the Chiefs. Like, all the injuries came right at that time we played the Chiefs. We, we had half the defense missing that game. So And then even the guy, you know, with Mooney in, he was injured. So we, we were so beat up on defense, it's really hard to compare – playing the Chiefs to any any other offense we faced this year because I, I don't think we'll face anybody else that beat up as beat up as we were that week. Yeah. I agree. It's uh gonna be totally two different teams. I think I say Miami is one of the better AFC teams as well, even though I feel like they haven't really played anybody good. I, I think um, no I think they're legit dude like you think people so? are saying, dude. There, there's been a lot of talk in the in the media about this being a possible Super Bowl preview. Okay, I mean that's it's a lot. It's it's you know that's kind of a long a shot, yeah. really. But I still like it could be both these teams have you know could make it to the Super Bowl. They're good enough. Yeah. Um, so my next thing I want to bring up is I shared something on Twitter earlier in the week, and a lot of people are commenting on it, retweeting it, and liking it and everything. And it was on – I know you guys don't like ESPN and all that stuff, but I thought it was a pretty good take from Stephen A. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and share it real fast um, and then get your guys' thoughts on it real quick. Give me a sec. Uh, Bashar, you want to go through the comments while I get it up? 
Oh yeah, let's see who's in the chat. We got Dude, yo, Kenny. Up. Kenny says yo yo yo. We got who else? We got here. Obviously Tommy Huxley's always here. Fortnite throwbacks is plus Eric Armstead is back. Always good to have him. Panama Queen, what is up? She's repping all the way over in um Jersey. So um, we always appreciate her. Yeah, we we can't do the song Panama. That that's for real. Yeah, talk. I, I, I can't hit those high notes. <laughs> yeah, we we biting hard if we do that. Oh, he's talking to Dan Orlovsky. Oh, this yeah. is dude. Hard. Hey. I love Dan though. He has some crazy takes, but he's yeah. once in a while. He's a great guy. He's a great Not guy. All the I like time. Dan. Let's see. All right, you guys got. ready? Yep. All right. Danilovsky. We shall see. It's a first time for everything, my brother. And let me tell you something. This San Francisco 49ers defense, number one in points allowed. I love them. Number one in yards allowed. Number one against the run, top 11 against the pass. You know me, it's about Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle and how sensational they can be and how they can get open against anybody. But we also got to pay attention. And, and let me be very serious when I say this. I'm not wishing this. I'm not wishing any harm on my on Tua Tungvaloa whatsoever. Zero. Uh, I want him healthy, ready to go, and I want his career to continue to flourish. San Francisco's physical. And physicality, physicality might be Tua's Achilles heel. And we saw what happened against Cincinnati. Now, last week, it was more the leg than anything, the way he was taken down and his body bent backward. I was just happy to see him get up. But San Francisco is going to go after him because with him being accurate, with him being a nice deep ball thrower, with him having weapons like Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle to dip and dunk to, and they can do the rest and what have you, with him having those capabilities available to him, the one way you go after him is to be as physical with him as you possibly can get away with, okay? And San Francisco is going to be that team. Offensively, we listen, they got Kittles, they got McCaffrey, they got Debo, they've got weapons, and we know that. But I think that phys- uh, this game is going to be decided in the trenches. They're going to go after Tua, and we're going to see what happens and whether or not he can withstand the heat that they're about to bring his way because they consider him relatively miniature and, dare I say, fragile. And as a result of that, that's what they're going to try to do to him because that's what I would do. If I got Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle to worry about, that's what I'm going to try to do. I'm going to put a hat on them as often as I could possibly get away with if I'm the San Francisco 49ers. And they have the capability, more so than almost any other team in the National Football League, to do just that. All right. So let's get your thoughts on, on what Stephen A. said. Um Bashar, go first. What 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 do you think? What do you think? I mean, he is right about the whole physicality part with Tua. I mean, yeah, Tua, we're the, we're the strongest defense that they've yet to face. So yeah, I mean, then we got crazy guys like you know freaking um, Greenlaw trying to take people's heads off. <laughs> so <laughs> who knows? So it's gonna it's gonna be rough for Tua. It ain't gonna be easy for him. And on top of that, um, we've been saying this stuff. People have already been throwing this out there. And Austin Jackson looks like he's not gonna play. They're trying to act like Teron Armstead, their left tackle. He's be on the Saints. Um, like he's gonna play. The guy's got a torn pack. Got a torn pack. A torn pack. I said it. Like, I mean, you're doing this the whole time. We're on offensive line. I don't understand how he's gonna be able to play, especially against Bosa. Um, as far as Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill, yeah, it's a tough test for the secondary. I get it. Um, I love Mooney Ward, but I wish we still had Mosley. But regardless, we still have found ways to circumvent um circumvent that, you know, I'm not saying that we have the greatest. 
second day on planet Earth. But, you know, statistically wise, go ahead and look at the numbers. I mean, we're, we're still like a number seven pass defense and we still have the overall defense. So we find ways to get it done. And it's, it's going to be a test, though. Definitely going to be as much of a test um, offensively as probably what we face. Well, I mean, obviously Mahomes is better than Tua, but it's going to be a similar type of effect, though, in terms of playing like a strong, high-powered offense like we did when we played KC. So we'll see, man. All right, I'm going to flip-flop it real fast, and uh, I'm going to go ahead and go to Dion. <clears throat> I mean, it's not like what he's saying isn't true. It all makes sense. Um, and, yes, the, the, the key to the game plan is if you do take uh, Tua and you make this a physical game and that line is not able to hold up against our defensive line, if we can – with Armstead being back, if he's really truthfully fully healthy he's, and he can be a full go – he can be a force up that gut. And if we've got, you know, uh, if we got Bosa coming off the edge, Ebicom coming off the edge, uh, Drake Jackson coming off that edge, even every now and then Kerry Hyder coming off that edge. If we have those guys coming off that edge, making his life a living hell, the more Tua gets hit, the more fragile he is. And, you know, it, it's not that we're trying to injure him, but here's, here's a simple stat. When Tua starts and finishes a game, the Dolphins don't lose. Sorry, we're going to need Teddy B in by at least the second quarter at a minimum. Because if that happens, then we don't have to worry about, you know, that that's one small statistic that we knocked out along with the fact that our defense can now just feast on him. And it makes it harder. I know that it, it's not a – it's never going to be a walk in the park against Hill and Waddle because they are very dynamic receivers and you must respect them. But at the end of the day – it's so much simpler when you don't have that same quarterback throwing to him because the continuity and and the the communication is a little bit off. See, but I don't want I don't want the Dolphins to to not have Tua. They Tua needs to be in and play the whole game, and we need to just straight out beat him because this is if we want to see how we can contend with the top teams and be able to win a fucking Super Bowl, we need to beat the Dolphins outright with their best guys on the field. So I get what you mean. Like, yeah, if we get two out, I want to beat them at on hundred percent because then I'll actually feel good about our chances to make a deep run in the playoffs. If we struggle against the Dolphins, then I'm gonna be worried about how well we're gonna make it in the playoffs because of all the teams left, this is the best team we're gonna face. This is the most. This is the team that could make it to the Super Bowl in the out of the AFC. We have to beat them at hundred percent, and if we don't, then that kind of tells us where we stand, especially at home. If we can't beat him at home, then I, it tells us where we stand Super Bowl-wise. Like, we probably don't match up with the other teams if we can't beat them. Or at least yeah. make it close. If it comes down to, like, something close, I'm like, okay, we can. But well, this is this game is what's going to tell us whether or not we can match up with the other good teams in, in the NFL this year. Yeah. Uh, media. What are your thoughts? I mean, I think we're going to learn a lot about the coaches, too, because, of course, it's the the teacher versus the student matchup, right, with Kyle Shanahan and Mike McDaniel. So I think we're going to learn a whole lot about Kyle Shanahan, how he coaches this game uh, versus Mike McDaniels. You know, he's done pretty good McDaniel. versus – yeah, Matt, what did I? Oh, okay. <laughs> Matt, polarizing everything. Polarizing Kittle. Polarizing McDaniel. Nick did. Oh, um, <laughs> and so I, I, you know, he Kyle Shanahan's been pretty successful, you know, versus some of his assistants. Um, 
when it comes to, you know, playing versus them. So that's something big. And then, you know, making Tua, like I keep saying, uncomfortable, knocking him out, getting to him, making him struggle. Um, that that's the big thing. And then offensively, I just I think, you know, just have to execute that. That's the biggest thing. Beto? Yeah, man, you just gotta harass Tua. I mean, you gotta hit him so hard his mama feels it. Uh you know what I mean? And and you just gotta <laughs> disrupt his uh, his timing, uh make sure he doesn't go through his progressions. I know it's easier said than done, but with Armstead, and I I think Armstead might be in a pitch count. But I think as the game goes on, depending on how he feels, uh, having that big body in the middle, man, like like uh, Dion said earlier, caving in the middle, putting pressure, forcing uh, two on the outside. Uh, Tua is, I mean, the Tua doesn't have a big arm, man. I mean, I know he, like De- uh, Dion said earlier, he only throws two what? Two receivers. That's all he has. He, and, and Severus Ward takes away one of those. I really need Lenore to step up. Lenore really needs to have a good game. Uh, Lenore cannot afford to screw up, man, because uh, Shavarius Ward will be on on covering one. The other one is a good receiver as well. So uh, do I wish we would have had Emmanuel Mosley in this game? Most definitely. Uh, I would have been more comfortable knowing that both of those receivers will be covered. But Lenore has to step up. Lenore has to step up. And offensively, the Niners have to play smart football, no stupid penalties. Uh, you can get no first downs called back because of a Mike McClinchy holding oh. uh, outside type of penalties. You, Don't count on that not smart. to happen. Yeah, they have to play smart, uh, especially Mike McClinchy, man. And and uh, we'll see. Chubbs is going to be on his <laughs> side just chopping uh, his lips, you know, going against Mike. So hopefully Mike can hold his own. So the two guys that I need to hold his own is Mike McClinchy on offense and Lenore on defense. If those guys can play semi-good, we, sh- we should be in business. And I want to add this, because as a unit, Miami Dolphins do not rack up sacks. I know they got Chubb in the mm-hmm. mix now, but they're like third to last in getting sacks against the quarterback. And we're our in the off- top five offensive line in yeah. pass blocking. Our offense, needs to, our offense needs to get the, We just need to get the ball out fast. I'd like to see let's get the ball out fast, especially you know if they struggle, like they said, against tight ends, get the ball out fast. Um I don't think Debo's going to play tomorrow, right? I know Probably he not. Debo. I like I like the idea. Like again, I like to get Jimmy out of the out of the pocket, get him running a little bit against this defense. It's probably that's. I mean, I always say that, and it never that's, happens. That's that ain't happening. Yeah, that's but, when he, that's but, when he's at his best. So I don't see why it's not put more into the offense. But every time we it, we do have a play where he's out moving around, he makes a really good play. So yeah, so. Um, and then I was going to say, I just want to, I, my, what I think is even when he has a pitch count probably to start the game, I feel like the biggest factor on defense is going to be Armstead because with a lot of, to me, a lot of the pressure is going to come from the inside. Like I know that their tackles are hurt, but I think they're going to give so much attention to the ends because their tackles are hurt that Armstead's going to be the one getting the pressure up the middle onto a. Very okay. good point there, Christian. Hey. Yeah. Uh, so real quick, uh, going over the injury report. Um, so Mitchell's out. Uh, Debo Samuel is questionable. Burford's questionable. Trent Williams is questionable with his back. Omino, I think Trent will play, though. I think so, too. Yeah, he will. He said he's going to play tomorrow. Um, yeah. He's just got to be very mindful, man. 
Back spasms are a motherfucker. I, I can tell you that, honestly, because I know I have them. Isn't that um, muscle just the muscle flex? Like, uh, your muscle is contract. Your muscle is contracting, dude. Yeah, muscle spasms are terrible. Yeah, th- those spasms are horrible, bro. And believe okay. me, it, it, it's, not, it's not a fun time. I can tell you, um, it's a situation where you could be walking, bro, and 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 that shit will stop you dead in your fucking tracks. You oh shit! Not, really? Yes, sir. I get them a lot, not, bro. When yeah. I tell you, when I tell you, like you know, you know, moving, you're locked up. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I literally, oh, the, the, the number one thing, if you if you've never seen it, you can look it up on uh on YouTube. Just uh, type in Charles Barkley back spasm. Charles Barkley was playing for the Suns. He went up for a dunk. In the middle of jumping for that, you put Dion. He had yeah. a back spasm. Literally had to to come down. Luckily, he landed properly, and he just threw it for a layup. Yep. And then walked off the. And then, like a couple seconds later, he walked off the court. Yes. It will lock you up in mid stride. Does not matter what you're doing, and a back spasm for an offensive mm. lineman, especially somebody that goddamn big. Yeah. Mm. It is a hard thing to do. I, <laughs> me personally. If it's me, if I feel better by the next day, then I'm good. And the weird thing is, it depends on the frequency of those spasms. Yeah, how often does it, it happens. Does yes. this come with age, or is it? No, this no. comes with, with with trauma to the body. Oh, okay. You have to remember, there's certain things that happen that that you don't know. Like me, so I, for instance, like a jackass, like we all do as kids, you flip all over shit, you jump off all kinds of shit. Mm-hmm. I flipped, literally landed the small of my back on the edge of a desk and was paralyzed from the waist down for three hours. Oh. They told my mama I wasn't going to walk. They told her get ready for a wheelchair, all kinds of shit. And, you know, this is how I know God is real. My mom was not with it. She brought everybody and their mother from the church. She got them prayer warriors. They prayed, and after that third hour, I literally started to move my big toe. And that that I remember that doctor saying, this is why I go to church, because how is it that all of these people can come in here and pray for you, and now you good? When I looked at the damage you did, you should not be able to do this. Wow. So it's funny you say it's funny you say that, Dion, because like I told you in the past, I told everybody I was yeah. paralyzed for 10 years. From my waist down, I couldn't move anything from my waist down for ten years, and I was in that wheelchair. Mm-hmm. My spine oh, is shit. still disconnected, bro. So I shouldn't be walking. So when it comes to back spasms or pinched nerves, sciatic yeah, nerves, what people call it's no joke. Yeah, it's yeah. it's really painful. But I can tell you this, man. I'm up. I'm moving. And even after that back you, spasm, you know, even even after that injury that I had, I still have problems to this day. I don't yeah. do like I don't do deadlifts. Deadlifts or it does nothing but irritate the shit out of that, and I ain't got time to be walking around. Like I literally was walking slow one day, and my my wife was like, "Babe, what is what is wrong? Why are you walking like an old man?" I'm like, "Cause I'm old, God, I'm 41. Leave me the fuck alone." You're, and then she just looked at me, and I was like, "No, I'm kidding. It's just my back." 41, dear. Yeah. You're, you're, you're a baby. My neck and my back. Exactly, my neck and my back. Uh, I want a hundred thousand. Hey, the question is, Quinn Williams tomorrow is not necessarily <laughs> will he play, is will it's he stay in the game for the Yes, the they may now. If yeah. if anything, that means that we're gonna have somebody up. They're gonna rotate uh things back. Uh let's see. Ready Daytona says, I just think back to our great grandfathers. They worked all day and then were football players and baseball players, spent seven days a week, played with injuries, less pads. And we, yes, yes, the, the people that played well before us did not have that. When football started, it was leather fucking helmets. 
You know what I'm saying? It wasn't, I kid you not, it's not until probably about <laughs> a little past the 2010s where mm. we really started to come in with the defenseless receiver penalties mm. and the quarterback is now damn near, you just need to put a flag on his ass because yeah. if you touch him, it gives you a 15-yard penalty. Yep. All those things just started coming into play, but yes, Randy is is so see, correct. I, on I agree, but the toughest motherfucker I ever seen, and still, I don't think I don't think I ever not? see. No, I'm I'm talking like my era is is um, Philip Rivers. That is the toughest motherfucker. Oh, okay, I've yeah, yeah. Philip ever seen. He played a, a whole playoff game with a torn ACL. I, I don't think well. I don't think we'll ever see any player Phillips, play with a, yeah, play yeah, with a torn ACL. When, you get, your, when you get your finger amputated, uh, oh, to go oh, back oh, in the game. You cut your finger off just to get back in the game. Oh, no, Ronnie Lott's hit. Ronnie Lott's one of the toughest. He's one of the toughest motherfuckers. Either toughest or ever. Pero, one of those Dude, two. Yeah, but I, a quarterback tearing his ACL and playing a whole playoff game is fucking yeah, insane. Rivers has a lot of heart. Man, that's he crazy. does. He has a lot of heart. You got to respect that. But uh, what, what, what we got next on tap? Uh, uh, got, I don't like so, him on the Rams, but that dude also plays with a lot of pain. Yes. Yeah, he does. So, uh, he's, a, he's a tough son of a bitch too. Before we uh, move on, um, let's go ahead and take a break real quick and uh, hand it over to Zach for the, my bookie. Zach. All right, take it away, Zach. What's going on, guys? Zach here from 49ers Hive, and I just wanted to take a second to thank today's sponsor, my bookie. You know football, and you pick winners every single weekend, so why not get paid for them at my bookie? You could bet single game spreads, money lines, or parlay multiple together to increase your payouts. The feeling on Sunday when a three, four, five, six game parlay hits is unmatched. There are low contest entry fees and over half a million dollars to be won. So make it so you don't have to be a pro gambler to have some fun. Getting started is super simple. All you got to do is go to mybookie.ag and use our promo code HIVE as in 49ers Hive on your first deposit to secure a double deposit bonus. You deposit $50, they'll match you $50. You deposit $100, they'll match you $100. All the way up to a thousand bucks. Take advantage of our double deposit bonus. It's right here on the screen. Mybookie.ag promo code HIVE as in 49ers Hive. Take advantage now, guys, and make this your winning season exclusively at my bookie. All right. Thank you, Zach. Thanks. All right. So to continue on, my next question for you guys is what is the one thing you are worried about for offense and then defense? Uh, Beto, we'll start with you first. Ask that question again for me real quick. What is the one thing that you are worried about going into tomorrow's game uh, on offense and defense? On offense, just Jimmy uh, screwing it up, uh, turning the ball over, uh, not getting uh, the ball out quicker than he normally does, or holding on to the ball. Uh, where is me on offense? And defensively, is just uh, Lenore, honestly, covering one of those receivers. Uh, I know our linebackers will take care of their business. I know our front four will do the thing. Chevarius uh, Ward might not always win all, all each and every play, but he's going to have – is just Lenore. Can Lenore sustain uh, and keep up with the receiver and not cause any type of a PI uh, on a on long throw? If he can uh, play good, we should be in business. But that's what worries me is Lenore on defense. 
All right. Uh, media, go ahead next. Um, on offense, I guess what worries me the most is just executing and being able to get into the end zone because I feel like the Niners have been able to get down in the field at times, but for some reason, whatever, like they just aren't able to get it into the end zone. And something I was wondering is like, is it maybe that Kyle Shanahan doesn't know what like trust as much? Because I know recently it kind of came out there, like Jimmy Rappo said that him and Kyle are really starting to, you know, like trust one another once again, you know, it's been like six seasons. So something I come kind of wondering within the the red zone. So definitely I'm worried about if, you know, the Niners will get into the end zone enough times on offense. And then on defense, uh, Beto also said it, it's Diamador Lenore. He's young, you know, he showed some good flashes, you know, last year, but he's going up against a really big, Test it, uh, you know, Tyree Kill or Jalen Waddle. So, so uh, before we move on, uh, throwback just said that the Niners have placed Elijah Mitchell on the injury reserve list for Matt Miyoko. Yeah, we anticipated that. Well, that tells yeah. us they're not bringing back. Yeah, yeah, you um, might as well just shut either. him down. Shut him down for the season. You don't, you, you don't really need him. Um, Bashar, what are your thoughts, sir? And don't, don't keep adjusting your mic, man. Just stop letting Tommy fuck with you. You're fine. <laughs> I hope it's out. I mean, it's been. I hope it's it like it's out. Ain't nothing wrong. To be fair, to be fair Tommy, it was. It Tommy was is on his bullshit. It was. Hey, it was cracking it, a little bit. Right now, it's cracking. Earlier, earlier. No, you know what? Because I, I keep going back and forth to do that soundboard program, and it it channels the mics. I I deleted that, and I'm doing this just a regular mic now by itself. There you go. But um, yeah, it's gonna be interesting. I mean, yeah, great great point, Beto, about um Diamondo Lenore. I like the kid, but um, he did struggle against Olave last week against the Saints. And, you know, he's had his little ups and downs this year. Um, not that he's bad or he's a terrible player or anything like that, because I still like him a lot. Um, but it was funny, though, during the game, I was texting some of my friends in the 49er chat group, and I was just making a little joke like, oh, man, when I hear that name Olave, I just think it's like a French word for the um, French word for waffle or something like that. And then, and then, and then <laughs> this one dude responded right away and goes, Diamador, he said, Lenore sounds like a French word for sorry ass motherfucker. So, oh, damn. Shots fired. <laughs> yeah, so I was like, "Damn, man, this guy, this guy is a short fuse when it comes to players." I don't oh, think sorry. That, I don't <laughs> about but we do need, to, need him to step up. I love to see Womack, some Womack out there. Love to see him in the mix. Love to see him step up. Um, again, I'm not worried. I, I mean, I'm not worried about the the, the Dolphins' pass rush at all because they're not. They don't really do much against other teams. But you know, like Beto said, it's that whole Jimmy G factor where he just. Sometimes you'll see him. The line will give him time to throw, and he's not—he's just holding on to the ball forever, or he gets happy feet, or he gets jittery, or Thanks you know, fun. all that—all that bad stuff that Jimmy does. You know, where he throws the ball late to people, or throws the ball way too high, or throws the ball slow, or stares receivers down, short little passes like those dink and dunk passes got to be like boom, boom, boom. Not like this—you're throwing it late and getting them, getting your receiver hurt. So we need the good Jimmy, obviously. You know, we don't need the bad Jimmy. And getting the run game going is very, very important for our offense as usual, but especially more so now that Mitchell's gone. So, again, I mentioned earlier TDP and Mason, Jordan Mason, those guys got to step up and help out CMC. And, um, yeah, I wouldn't mind seeing CMC get some nice little passing um, receptions. And, obviously, we got to get Kittle involved. Um, they, they don't stop tight ends. So. All right, D, go ahead. Um, for me, 
I got to roll with Beto on this one, man. It's the number one thing is the offense needs to score points. 13 ain't going to cut it. Not against the Dolphins. I don't care what nobody says. You know what I'm saying? Side of the night visuals. Thank you for joining the stream. Hey, yeah. man, wreck your squad. You know what I'm saying? That's that's what we all about here. Um, So you got to score points. 13 is not going to cut it, and I'm sorry, but Jimmy, under 240 this game ain't going to cut it either. If the defense – my number one thing for this game is to watch for resiliency mm, from Mr. Garoppolo. Here's my, here's my thing, and this is why I've never been so high on, on Jimmy. I tell everybody I stay in the middle. I don't go too high. I don't go too low. It's real simple. If our defense has a bad game one day, hey, man, look, we just getting our ass handed to us. Can you dig us out of the hole? <laughs> and we go to the sidelines and say, we didn't, we didn't carry your ass all fucking season. We're tired. It's hard. It's raining. Can you dig us out of this hole? Can you be the guy that everybody gives you credit for being, which we know you're really not? Can you be that dude? Can you give us that extra bump? Can you look and go, oh, shit, I'm looking over here. CMC's over there. Mm-hmm. Boom, touchdown. You see what I'm saying? That's what I need. I need to see the resiliency of Jimmy Garoppolo with this offense if he's going to have to have a shootout with Mr. Tonga Vailoa. The other thing for me on defense, I have nothing. Ball the fuck out. Go out there and do exactly what you've been doing. Nothing you have been doing hasn't been working. Once again, Steelers had a blueprint. And I forget who the other team was that held them to a really low score. There's two teams that have had a blueprint on how to slow them down. Watch those games. Understand how these things work. Um, yes, Tommy is correct. The rain will slow the off the, the Finns offense down. The only difference is if you're in the rain, ball's very slippery. Pause. You got to be very mindful of that. You get that motherfucker punched out, and it is what it is, man. But uh, I, I, I think on the defense, continue to ball, do what you're supposed to do, do what you need to do. The push with that we have with Eric Armstead back up in the middle will be great. And the other simple thing, man, I've said it before, I'll say it again. Do this like an old school fucking house party back in the day when rap first started. What was the simplest thing that they said? Bashard, you know this. Beto, you know that. All of y'all know this. Throw your hands in the air and wave them like you just don't care. That's all we want you to do, defensive line. If you don't get the two, we'll put your hands up. Eric Armstead, you are six foot motherfucking seven, and your wingspan is, if not as big as uh, uh, BAs, is probably longer. Manu Ball. Ass arms up in the goddamn air. That's all you need to do. If you don't do that, why do you think J.J. Watt got the nickname J.J. Swat? Because he realized I didn't get home. It's that simple. Do that one more time. No, hell no. He's going to say Blake Spanner. Hey, you're safe. I don't need Joey to be here. You think Brandon ain't smart? That motherfucker over there waiting and ready. Nobody's intelligence. Real quick question for Dion. 
about oh. putting your hands up in the air, bro. I think Drake Jackson is doing starting to do that very well. Yes. And that's mm-hmm. going to be one of his great he's assets. Getting, he's he's, he's my opinion. Opinion. Can I say hey. something real quick? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Jeremy Fowler just reported that uh, Debo Samuel will likely be a game time decision. Yeah, he is. Because yeah. Kyle said in the press conference yeah. that he had to show him something in practice yeah. before he says, yes, you can go. Because if I, I honestly Go ahead. I was gonna say I feel like if Debo is Debo's choice, he'll probably play. He's, oh, he's normally pretty fucking tough. So if there's one thing you have to do is you got to stop these players from hurting their goddamn self. These motherfuckers yeah. go out there with one arm, one leg, yep. one eyeball, and half a brain. Yep. If you let them, George yep. Kittle, he Kittle will play with. At, you could tell George Kittle, hey man, you know your ankle is broken, you can't play. Yeah, that's all right. Just put some tape on it, George. Put some Vic. Your fucking ankle. You can't play. Ah, sorry, man. Just put some tape on it. I'll play through the pain. Give me a quarter zone, quarter zone shot in that joint. It'll be all right. Like Not these him, players man. really are very serious about staying on that field. But I'm gonna kick it over to you, Christian. Uh go ahead and answer so, the old age-old question of uh what we what we need. So what I'm worried about with the defense is I'm just I would just say the the passing, the passing defense in general, and with in referred into the you know the DBs. Um, I worry about the way that we play our defense um, doesn't match up well against um, the Dolphins because the Dolphins are all speed and playing zone defense against speed is fucking a disaster waiting to happen. You, when you play speed, you got to play bump and run. You got to freaking hit them, them, them speedy guys in the chest hard when they come off the line and mess up their timing and mess up the timing between them and their quarterback. So I worry because we do play so much zone with these speed guys. It's just a freaking blown coverage, big gain waiting to happen. So that's my biggest thing I worry about it for the defense. And it, if we see it too, like I'm hoping if we see zone and it start and it starts, we start getting blown up. We start moving to man, but I, I would like to see some more man coverage um, in this game because I'm so worried about playing that speed. And then offensively, what I'm worried about is not being able to establish a run game and making Jimmy have to drop back and throw the ball too much because when the, the more Jimmy has to throw, the better chance he has to making a stupid decision and screwing us late in the game uh, with an interception or something. You know, the less Jimmy has to throw, the better I feel. Um, so if we can't establish the run game, uh, then I'm really worried about putting up a lot of points and um, – you know, it being a close game because of that. So that's those are my my two biggest things: the zone defense and uh, and the run game. This year, uh, hey man, let me let, let me just stop it real quick for just a second, y'all. You got thirty seven people in here, man. That that's fucking that's awesome right there. That's that's awesome. I see that ticket says thirty seven, um, yeah. and. Yeah, silent night visuals. Very, very good point. Your O line is beat up, so if we can just beat that O line up some more and just knock knock them around, it's gonna be fun, man. It's gonna be a good game. Tua's blind side is on his right because he's lefty, um, so he sees everything coming from that side. But yeah, man, it, it's definitely gonna be. If he has time, he can't complete passes. But our our key is not to give him time. And the beauty of this defense. His D'Amico blitzes every now and then. See, Sala was like, well, hey, Hufanga, with yeah, well, well, no, but what I'm saying is he at least does it at some point. 
Whereas when it came to uh, when it came to Salah, Salah was Salah didn't like the blitz. Salah didn't have Salah, to be. To be fair, Salah did not have Telenahufunga, and that motherfucker is the best blitzing safety in the league. You can't tell. He me had Jimmy Ward, and he had Kwan Williams. So true, that's true. But you, none of those guys have that jump on the off the line that Hufunga. They, they don't anywhere. Kwan Williams was a monster. That's what I'm saying. If you set the shark on the blitz. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. The shark. The shark was a good. At the shark was good on the blitz. Mm-hmm. But also, it's, not even it's a lot safer. It's a lot safer to to blitz with a safety than a freaking small it nickel is. back corner. It is. You know, a nickel corner versus a big safety who hits hard. Mm-hmm. Like nobody has the jump off the line like Hufunga does in safeties wise. Not yeah. even close. When we blitz him, dude, he is fucking fantastic. Yeah, his jump off the line is nasty. Yeah, I agree with you there. It's, it's insane. Like he he literally just got some props from Tua. Tua mentioned watching Palomalu growing up and and talked about who. Well, that's his people, man. You got to remember yeah. that's the Polynesian culture. Exactly, right there. exactly, dude. But no. like Hufunga, if that's why our blitzing has been so good is when he when we yeah. send him, it it normally tends to work. Yeah, Brandon, Brandon, you go ahead real quick, and then we'll answer this question because this is a really good question. You and, and tell after, us your thoughts. After that, I got something I want to add. Yeah. Okay. Uh, offense, I think my only worry about the offense is really the red zone when we're in the red zone because we are horrible. Um, <sighs> Seriously. to a sorry-ass team last week. Um, I mean, I'm not saying – Saints defense, I'll give it to them. They're freaking phenomenal, I'm not going to lie. But the offense, on the other hand, Eh, you know, but I think we really need to pull through when we're in the red zone, especially in tomorrow's game, because we do not want to be behind like 14 or more points against the Dolphins. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's my thing. Defense, uh, I think I'm going to say Lenore as well. Um, and also him with with the flags that he's been getting lately, too. I'm kind of worried about. So uh, it just needs to clean up his his act on that part, and I think we should be okay. So, but, yeah. Uh, so to, to Brandon's point about the red zone, I agree. And then to answer this question about Mason's touches, mm-hmm. it's hard to expect Mason to get any because Kyle's a fucking idiot most of the time with what running backs with running backs he plays. Which then goes back to the fucking red zone. And Mason being a fucking powerful guy who can fucking run in between the tackles and knock people the fuck out of the way and over would help, I would say, help us in the red zone. But it's but the fact of whether or not he's even going to get the touches is the question. So, like, he gets the touches. I feel actually better about our red zone off, offense because when we get inside the 10 to 5-yard line, that guy's going to push people out of the way. He's big and runs heavy, runs hard. We don't. We haven't had that. We haven't had that with this offense ever with Kyle. So, you know, I would like to see that, uh, but I also it's Kyle and he's going to, we're all going to be like, Oh yeah, we're going to see Mason. And then we're not going to see Mason get one or two touches maybe. And then we're all going to be like, yeah. what the fuck? So guys don't get your fucking hopes up. He's going to see the fucking ball. Let yeah. me just tell you that now. I have to agree with Christian um, to an extent. Here's the thing. Kyle actually acknowledged him. When he was oh, asked about him in a press conference, okay. he actually acknowledged what he was doing. So <clears throat> here's the thing. This is real simple. This is what I want to happen. Kyle, do what you do what you did before. You used to rotate through your backs until you figured out who had the hot hand and you hung with that person. Kyle dresses three backs. 
He never dresses less than three. He always has to have three active running backs on the roster at all times, every game. Don't believe me? Go look it up. It's all It always happens. Mason lucked out because he carried us through the end of the game because CMC wasn't feeling right. And Mitchell had already went down. So it makes sense. Me personally, I say rotate till you find a guy with a hot hand. Let that guy do everything. If you need a dude that's going to be uh, the pass catcher or your third down back, make that CMC. You know he's good. And when he gets the ball in his hand, he's great at, at, at making people miss. But when you need a banger and you're going up the gut, give the ball to TDP or Jordan Mason. CMC ain't got no business in the middle of the goddamn field. It's not to say that he can't do it, but it ain't his strong suit. He's more at the end of the day, aspects of the offense. Yeah. At the end of the day, what is our offense? Stretch zone. What does stretch zone mean? Outside, left or right. Counterplays. That's what we do. We get you going one way, and then we go the whole opposite direction. I love McCaffrey on some counterplays, which I don't yes. think we've seen enough. We only see stretch plays. I want to. Yeah. See some, I like. I like the idea of some counterplays. Yeah, but if you're asking me how many touches Mason will get, I'm going to say I give him about ten to fifteen. I like. That. I hope you're right. Makes, yeah. If he makes the best of those, that's going to bode well for him going forward. It will open the door because we all know. Look, Christian ain't lying, people. Kyle is very stubborn about what he does and doesn't like to do. And to me, I, I ain't going to front you. I'm not going to lie. If I was Anthony Lynn and Bobby Turner, I'd be rotating Mason's ass in in an hour oh, yeah. if I fucking felt like it. You know mm-hmm. why? Because you have no goddamn choice. He's already on the fucking field. What, you going to burn three timeouts because you don't like the fact that he's on the field? <laughs> no, That's you good. can't. So every now and then, just to be able to get that dude, you know, a little bit of PT – you have to go ahead and sometimes just sub dudes in and say, hey, don't fuck this up. This is your opportunity. I'm going to put you in, and I know he's not going to like it. I'll deal with that later. You let me deal with that. But you go out here on the field. But before you get back into it, Christian, let, let's let's get some rest from the panel because I didn't ran my mouth a little too long. Okay. Uh, uh, Beto, what, what, what you on. got? On? How many may – how many hold touches on. Hold, on. hold on. We got we to gotta hear from media – uh, for our last question, he didn't get a chance to go. Oh, he does. Oh, damn it, media. Come on, let's go. We got to get him. Got to speak up, media. Again? Face on, God damn it. What, what was the question again? Sorry. I think he He did answer the last question. Yeah, I answered the one. Yeah, no, about, did. yeah, yeah. I, I said that on offense. I was uh, saying that the red zone and then. Yeah. Needs oh, to get okay. I thought he didn't zone, go. And then I, I thought, said on okay. defense. Lenore. So Wait, the next question. My bad. I thought he didn't go. How many questions did Mason get? So for so the question about Mason, I, I, I like him a lot. I think he's like a lot like Marshawn Lynch. Uh, I love that he's rocking that 24. I Listen, he had five yards per carry, same as uh, Elijah Mitchell uh, against the Saints. Um, but I agree with Dion, too. Uh, unfortunately, uh, Kyle Shanahan is very stubborn, even for his own good. He, you know, he just stuck in his ways. And uh, But the fact that they did not bring – uh, Tevin Coleman from the practice squad kind of it's kind of just reassures me that they are going to play a lot more of Mason. Mm-hmm. I would have been more worried if he would have came off that practice squad. Mason would not be getting that many snaps. But right, don't run Christian uh, McCaffrey down the middle. Run your big boy. It's a big yeah, boy, exactly. you know. And right, uh, 
see him sitting outside in the outside zone. That's what yeah. he plays best. So um, hopefully Mason has a good game. I think this might be his breakout game. All right, so I, want, um, I want to add this really quick. Um, yeah. yeah. So I'll bring up a couple of things. So um, right now they listed, they officially listed. It doesn't surprise me because TDP was always ahead of Mason. So TDP's number running back number two, Mason's number three. And the reason why Mason was activating other games over TDP is because um, TDP's a special team guy. And not, sorry, Mason's a special team guy. TDP doesn't play special teams. He's not good at it. But running ball, running running wise, they do have him ahead of Sermon. Sorry, um, Mason. I got Sermon's name in the mix. I read the Sermon tweet. Um, another, another thing really quick, up as far as the red zone goes, that was a great thing by um, Anshul. Miami's defense sucks in the red zone in terms of giving, in terms of giving up touchdowns, like third to last. So we should be able to score touchdowns on them in the red zone. We shouldn't have any excuse. And, and we were talking about injured players <laughs> really, really quick. Uh, there's, that, there's that new um, thing coming around that Kyle Shanahan's saying Kinlaw might be back soon, but just, just throwing it out there because a lot of yeah. us wrote him off, so who knows? We might actually see him. This yeah. All right, so just real quick, um, our guy Christian's leaving. Um, he has some go, stuff guys. to do, but uh, let them know where they can find you at on, on, on Twitter. Uh, lefty, lefty sixteen eighty. Um, you know, guys, I don't tweet that much, but you can find me there. I'll, I try to tweet. I've been trying to tweet some more and get more more involved, but I'm, I'm working on it. <laughs> <laughs> I was tweeting last night for the youth game, but yeah. And no one gives back, a fuck about them. Back, hey, back-to-back wow. back, Pac-12 chance, baby. Let's fucking go. Back yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> no what happened, Trojans? What happened? Huh? What happened, Trojans? Uh, yeah. happened, what happened? There you go. No Heisman, no fucking playoff. So, fuck the Trojans. I was waiting for you to drop an F-bomb. Exactly. Exactly. All right. Go Clemson. All right. Later, guys. All right, stay at Christian. Bye. Later, Christian. See ya. All right, so we're going to be ending this pretty soon here. Um, but no. just real, real fast. Oh, dude, that's way better. Okay. Um, nah, man, we ain't in the shit. We got 36 people in here, man. We better oh, suck. Yeah, we ain't got to get up. All right, we're going, bro. Come on. Hey, so this this is, this is my next thing. So uh, it just popped up on my Twitter feed. And um, – I never got really? an answer how much I think Mason's. Yes, go, oh, yeah, go, go ahead. Uh, go first. Then, I'll look yeah. it up after. Um, so I, I, I don't know, cause like you know, you guys are mentioning, you know, Kyle Shanahan definitely question marking him because I really don't know, and I, I want to see TDP like so badly, like I, I want to really see what this kid can do. So if they can do a one-two punch. Maybe, you know, with TDP and Mason. Because, um, you know, I know CMC is good to go, but he still might be a little beat up, you know. Um, so I, I'm going to say probably Mason. I could see him getting 10 carries. Okay. I like it. I like it, man. Nah, we ain't, we ain't, we ain't going nowhere, man. I, I'm All just right. going to say this really quick. Um, if you want, man, if you want me to, I'll spit those bars I spit on my show. Not, I don't have to. We gotta get you a beat. Do it. No, I can't see. I, I would have loved to have used the get at me dog beat, but I don't have time for YouTube to be flagging me and all that bullshit. It's just a lot of crap. It truthfully is. They they get real petty about shit, man. And it's like, you know, if if we ain't really making no actual money off of you, you should really truthfully leave us the hell alone. But uh, hey, let so, me pull this shit up. Okay. 
uh, while you do that, I'm going to show a quick video. Yes. We're talking about Jawan Jennings, Kyle Shanahan is. Jawan motherfucking Jennings. Get yeah, it right. Jawan motherfucking Jennings. All right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Here we go. Third and Jawan Jennings. Kyle, Jawan Jennings right before halftime. You know, lines up in the left slot, runs that corner route to the left pylon, and the honey badger tips the ball up in the air. And what a catch falling to the ground, gets his butt on the baseline. For a guy who has a bit of a history here and there, a drop in the easy ones, that was a hard catch. Was that one of the better catches he's made in the NFL? Uh, yeah, I think it was. I mean, just, you know, when um, the Honey Badger tipped it like that, that's hard to hold your concentration, except especially as you're going down on kind of a long corner throw. But it was a hell of a play by him. He made a number in the game. Um, you know, his third and one on the out route where he got a personal foul, the third and five at the end of the game that allowed us to run out the clock. My favorite play of his was a run play. I believe it was second and goal on the six. We got three yards on it. But watch him in the slot, what he did um, to their nickelback. Chris Harris Jr. So, yeah, straight into the ground. So, yeah. Um, Juwan's an animal out there, and he's um, been a great player for us this year. What is it about third down? I mean, do, do you is he the primary a lot of times on third down, or does he just uncover because of his ability to beat man coverage on third down? Why is he third and, and uh, Juwan, as um, we're dubbing him? Well, the analytics gave me a stat that out of 100 – receivers in the league who have a certain amount of plays on third down he ranks number two um and just percentage of being successful um so that's pretty good yeah uh, i told him that yesterday he goes who's number one and he was all mad about it i'm like that's why you're pretty good no but like juan is he's, he's our most consistent separator versus man coverage um he has been in training camp he has been for the last couple of years um, so, no, he's not number one in everything. Um, we mix it up. A lot of our guys can beat man, but he is the most consistent. So um, when he is number one in his man coverage, he usually wins. It's funny because I can hear Greg Papa's voice, and I was like, who's that voice? I think, who is that? And then all of a sudden they show Chandler's yeah. face. No, I, I love it, man. I love when they talk about him. Um, you know, uh, no, listen to me. USC turns out NFL talent every year. We all know and understand this. We just don't like USC. I'm a UCLA guy. Media is an Arizona guy. And as you can see, Christian is a, is a Utah guy. Why the fuck would we like USC? We can still say fuck the school, but thank you for the talent. I appreciate Ronnie Lott. Yep. I appreciate Talanoa Hufunga. And thank you for Drake Jackson. But still, this fuck USC forever and a day. That will never change. What's up, not by nature? There you go. I'm that shit from the mountaintops. Can I get an amen? Amen. I was waiting yeah. for you to say hallelujah when you told me your little uh, miracle recovery. Hey, um, <laughs> <laughs> Dion, what you got for us, man? All right, man. Let me see if I got this shit right. Don't, don't, don't laugh at me. So, um, for y'all that for y'all that don't know, man, this is off. This is uh, DMX's first album. It's his first actual single off the album. It's called Get At Me, Dog. I'm not going to, I am not playing that beat to have YouTube up my ass about all the bullshit, but this is just a flip on his first verse. If you listen to X, you'll understand. If you don't, just let me flip the bars and hopefully it works out. Works out well enough for you guys. Um, 
So it says, what must I go through to show you shit is real? And I ain't really never gave a fuck how dolphins feel. Forced fumbles and turnovers. Not because I want to, because I have to. And don't make me show you what will Mac do. If you don't know by now, then you're slipping. Your O-line on some bullshit while green line out there hitting. Let Jimmy and the O stay pretty. The defense stay shitty, cruddy. It's all for the money. Is you with me? Get the cheerleaders while Bosa commits the crime. And when it's all, we'll transform like Optimus Prime. D'Amico forms the head rollout. Let's make it hot. If we ain't going to get it with them, we'll take your cap. Busting off, dusting off these dolphin figures. Tua got the biggest heart. Yo, let's off this figure. These dolphin busters never made a sound. Tyreek tried to get beat, and he's getting taken down. Yeah. Okay. All right, D, I see you. Let's go. That was amazing. Yeah, so you just – yeah, yeah. hey, ooh, ooh, man. Yeah, Axe going to give it to him. Hey, look, fuck waiting for the dolphins to get it on their own. The 49 is going to deliver to him. Knock, knock, open up the door. It's real with the nonstop. You know what I'm saying? You can just you can flip those bars any way you want to. And it, it can turn into a 49 song real easily because of all of the thing, all of the players we have on defense. I can throw Warner's name. I can throw uh, Al Shire. I can throw Greenlaw in there. You definitely got to throw Huff in there. You, you can even throw Gip in there. You know what I'm saying? You can have Mooney. It, it just – it works because it's easy to do. It just takes time to make sure. Plus, I had to make sure I kept some of the bars for what DMX is. Man, God rest his soul. He's he's such a, an amazing artist. If you if you've never listened to DMX, you're missing out on some serious bars. Not gonna lie to you. I had heard Big Pun's radio music, but I hadn't heard his albums. Holy fuck, was I sleeping? Pun has major bars. Those freestyles are excellent. I've heard them. Well, oh my God. Like good. I I because I like I like lyricists. Some people some people like different types. I like a lyricist. I want you to have my mind working so I'm breaking down the bars as they're being spit. If I'm not breaking down the bars and this you know simple one two three four sing songy type shit like your Migos and your Nelly and stuff like that then it's it it may be a little for me, but that's that's it's what Bernie Mac used to like to call God rest his soul, your happy rap. Whereas then you flip over, you know, you get your Benny the Butchers, the Griselda Boys, you get, you know, your DMXs, um, you get your corrupts from the West Coast, you know what I'm saying? Uh even E40, definitely Cube. You get those types of dudes in there and and bars start coming in, you're like, whoa. So yeah, man, that that definitely was Definitely was my own thing, my little spin on uh, that first verse from "Get At Me, Dog." But uh, hey. man, it does look like uh, we all we all Let's got go. everything. So just real quick, X Factor um, on offense. Uh, go ahead, uh, sickness. What's that? X Factor on offense for us for the 49ers. Oh. <laughs> uh, I was looking at the comments. Uh, X Factor on offense. It's going to be, uh, for me, it's going to have to be Jordan Mason uh, stepping up and, and getting his touches and, and getting those yard, hard yards. I uh, hope Kyle really, really uses him in this game and allows him to shine. Uh, and uh, real quick, as well, Mike McClinchy needs to kind of handle his own. Mike McClinchy can take care of his side against Chubbs at least for half of the game. I'm yeah. good. But it's going to be Mason. Mason for me, bro. Okay. Media. I'm going to go with the 
best tight end in f- the tight end, people's tight end. I knew it. George Kittle. <laughs> I knew it. The way he stopped and held himself, I was like, he going with Kittle. He he tried to he thinking of the name and it, it escaped him for just a second, but then he was like, it's Kittle. Uh, go ahead, Bashar. So you're saying the X, X factor of the game? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, offense. for us on offense. For offense. So, yeah. Okay, so see the guy um, right, o- right over here on this side oh, right yeah. here, Brandon Ayuk, number like, 11. Wait, I want to see him go no, no, This side. <laughs> uh, right behind me. AKA Mr. Milk Dud? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely. that guy. Milk Dud. From Sierra College over in Rockland, right oh, by yeah. where I live. That's where I went <laughs> yeah, to school. Sir. Yes, sir. Well, it was a junior college out there. There you go. Um, Arizona State. ASU, yes sir, yes sir. Not that bullshit, uh, wildcat crap over there, you know. Like, <laughs> yeah. like um, they pour out show. People keep picking on them today. I feel bad. Oh, uh, bro, no, I no. always get picked no. on. Media, no media, media ain't gonna be no. sitting playing no fucking victim because he does no. shit too. Don't you play the victim? He must have been just, hey, hey, look, no media, media go hard. He just he he just he he's slick about his shit. That's all. Um, I gotta agree with you, Bashar. It's definitely ba for me. I want him to go insane. Like if Debo's not out there, it's all you. Because behind him, we have Jennings, we got Ray Ray, and we got Danny. But we all know Danny ain't doing shit because he he has one route, a nine route. And we all know Jimmy ain't getting the ball down there. That shit ain't happening. So it's going to be between him, Ray Ray, and they will probably use CMC in the backfield. But, uh, yeah, B.A. for me, what you think, Brandon? Who's our X Factor on offense? I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Christian McCaffrey on this one. Um, all right, all right. And so, CFC. So for defense, for me, I'm gonna start defense off. Mooney. It's Mooney Ward. That's the X factor because it doesn't matter whether Waddle is playing on that side or whether Hill is playing on that side. I need Mooney to show me he can lock down those top tier dudes. Even the guys with speed, I need to see it. Even if you got some little help over the top, little bracket coverage, whatever you got, I need to see that he can do that. Uh, let's go back to you, Brandon. What you think on defense? Who's that? Who's that guy? So just real quick, after we're done with the X Factor, I got something real fast to show. Cool. And I want to talk about it afterwards before we end the show. All right. All right. So cool. defense on the X Factor, my boy, nine seven, MB, the Bear. big Bosa, big Bosa. I think he's going to have like through two, three sacks <laughs> tomorrow. Oh, okay. Bet he's no. due for a big sack game. He, he hasn't had one yet. Yep. Mm-hmm. For me, it's going to be uh, Gibson. Uh, I, I, I want him to have an interception. Yeah, uh, he's been tipping them all towards Huff. Poor yeah. guy. He's been helping Huff out the whole season. He sure has, <laughs> man. So he, he, he really he, has. He's he really has. He, I think he ever get two out of his four. He has. Yes. So All let's right. go Gibson, man. That's my X factor. All right. Randy says, uh, uh, Fred. Ooh, Andy says Drake, Drizzy, Drake Jackson. I like it. Oh, I like Maybe, that. Yeah, what you got, man? Who, who's that? Who's Give that me number 91, double A, Eric Armstead, baby. Okay. He said oh, in his yeah, return. I like it. Bashar. Who's that guy on defense? He looks even Bashar. Bashar even had the little chin scratch where he was like, I'm thinking. Hmm. I was thinking because <laughs> I was pulling something up as a reference. Uh, Brandon, <laughs> brought up, Brandon brought up a very good point. Uh, it looks like it has to be um, 
Bosa, man. It looks like Bosa has to have his day, especially especially if uh, Tron Armstead is going to be out, possibly, or at least playing hurt, and Austin <laughs> Jackson's going to be out. They'll move Bosa around to the other side if they have to for a better, easier matchup for him. So, yeah, man, Brandon hit it right on, right on the head, man. I, th- I think that's the guy that we need one of those Alden Smith multiple sack type games from Bosa, which we haven't seen yet. He gets a sack every game pretty much. Mm-hmm. I want to see that big game where he gets them in clusters, you know. Yeah, we yeah we it, Bosa is due to give us a three or four sack game. Um, X Factor is Juwan J- Juwan motherfucking Jennings. I love that. I'd love for him to be the X Factor. He is an amazing, amazing talent. Yes, and I like what I what I heard in that video that made me say this is why I love this guy. Is his instant reaction was who's number one, and why are they number one? How do I get past this person? How can I beat them? Your competitive edge in a game definitely comes from within. You have to feel like you're better than any and everybody. I'm going to tell you right now, when I ran track, I didn't always think I could beat everybody. But I for damn sure didn't let those motherfuckers know it. I guarantee you that much. I did not. I didn't let anybody else know that. Heck, if anything, I was trying to tell you why I was going to beat you. (laughs) How slow you were. How stupid you looked. Why your shorts that short? Like all kinds of stuff, man. I was Dennis Rodman at that line before we got on that track field. I was in your head. Hell, I even told one dude after after the meet I was gonna get his mama's number. And he was, and he literally was. Uh, he was in the top ten for fastest people in the state, and I wound up actually edging him out by three tenths of a second, all based off of that one comment. And he looked at me and he was like, man, I hate you, bro. And I was like, why? He was like, bro, you fucked me up, man. That shit you said about my mom's, bro. I was like, what? I was like, look, I just said that to get the edge and I won, but I'm not going to lie. Your mama is fine. So, uh, you oh, know. my gosh. And he just looked at me. He was like, yeah, get out of my face. <laughs> I was that asshole in high school, bro. I really was. Yeah, I can't picture you being like this, Dion. You let me down. I was way, hey, man, I, I, was, I was young and I was way, I was too smooth. Oh, shit, young, man. Young, young and full of cum. I, I want to add one more thing I, I left out um, in terms of, uh, you know, Brandon mentioning Bosa yeah. and how he has to have a big game. How I'm saying that. I want to see that huge game from um, when Teron Armstead went down in the Texans game in their previous game. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the Miami Dolphins O-line all of a sudden gave up like four sacks. So, <laughs> so and, and, yeah, and they've been really, really good at, at, at not getting picking up many sacks this year. So we'll see, man. We'll see what Didn't the Texans stop them uh, the whole second half? They didn't score Miami. Oh yeah, yeah. They 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 went through and, and and broke them off, man. They they did a good job. Um, that I can tell you right now, man. Houston, that may be a home for Mister Garoppolo. Yeah, you may see him there next year. Uh, you he know, can, he can go now. Nah, no, he can't go nowhere right now. But no, no, right now, him. don't you right gotta now. put uh, Purdy on the field? No, I'm sorry. No. I ain't. No. I ain't mm. Okay, so after January okay. then. All right. Yes. So- no, 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 after February. After February. Yes. February. February. Yeah, February. Even better. But we all know. Well, actually, you know what? No, I'm not going to lie. I got to agree with Bethel. After January, he can leave because you know he going to do shit in the fucking playoffs anyway. Yep. <laughs> well, we have Sam C in the backfield now. So I think as long as we get rely on our running backs, I think we should be okay. Hey, and he got no touchdowns. We saw it earlier this season. So yep. why not? Have yep. him run the Wildcat, you know, to toss. Ah, there it uh-huh. is. But what you so, what you got over there, Brandon? All right, so I know we talked about it a little bit on the last show, but later on in the week, um, 
Mr. Maserati himself went back oh, on his board. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I wanted yeah. to get you guys' thoughts on it. So I'm gonna play the clip real quick because he said it on KMBR earlier this week. And um see what you guys think about what what how he went back on his words. So let's go ahead and check it out. The quote was we have way better talent here. It's going to get spooky. And then later, you're, you're talking about Tua. The quote is, we yeah. have a quarterback who can actually <laughs> sling it. So I know you tried to walk back some of these t- comments. Steve-O shouted you out on social media. Would you like to explain these these quotes? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So um, the initial um, report was specifically talking about Tua and his success. And so when I was being asked those questions, I was looking at it as a, a view of what Tua has done and what Tua has done dealt with in the past in regards to we have more talent here i was speaking in terms of you know we have more talent here right now at this moment than what has been here in the past and i can see how that can get misconstrued just because like you said you can only take certain snippets out of out of a, what one person said and, and alter it in a way that you know it just seems like it's not relevant or is relevant in the fact that i'm on a different team no that's that's not what i meant because I know that. I mean, I'm come on. I was I was with the Niners for several years, and I know exactly what the talent is. There, there's unbelievable talent on both sides of the ball, and even on special teams. So I wasn't trying to take shots or digs uh, on anyone. And then in regards to you know Tua being accurate, I mean that was a statement that was made you know early on um, with Tyreek and you know me going through the process. I was I've been seeing that, and that's why I said he he could actually sling it. You know. I don't know why people are doubting him and his ability. Not the fact that, you know, Jimmy G can't sling the rock or anything like that. I would never, ever in, in a million years talk down on a player, specifically a guy like Jimmy, just because we've grown together, you know, all those years when I was there. My family, his family, you know, it is his family. His family is like my family. Um, I've been to his brother's wedding. His sister-in-law and my, my wife, Devin, are like the best of friends. And my wife can't wait to be in San Francisco to meet up with her this weekend so you know all those things man it's just people just don't understand the the i understand the severity of the the message but it wasn't directed towards any one specific person or any group of people it was specifically on the past and the present of what to success and his failures have had you know prior to us being together all right so let's get you guys' thoughts on that um beto let's go ahead and get your thoughts first uh, he's full of shit, bro. He's just retracting <laughs> something he said that when Debo responded and it got it, it it got blown out more than what he thought it would. Um, I can't imagine you make those comments. It's not going to get to the Niners players. Um, I'm I'm a firm believer. Once you say something, it comes from the heart, and and you meant it. And then everything else, you're trying to retract it backwards. It's not the same. I I believe that. What he said the first time he meant it, he was talking trash about Jimmy. Now, is he wrong? No. Uh, Jimmy can't go throw along. But at the same time, Bill, he just going to play over there. He's not even playing uh, on Sunday. So if I was Jim Wilson Jr., I would be slapping the crap out of Raheem. Stop pissing off uh, Fred Warner because I'm the one that's going to be running the ball, not you. But, yeah, Raheem Moore, just, just shut up, bro. I wonder now I know why your wife, uh, gets insulted on social media because you have a Ooh, big mouth. Wow, that was hard. Damn. All right, uh, media. How do you follow that up? 
<laughs> oh man, there I don't know if there's much I can say after that. Um but Raheem, keep talking because when you're going on of the field, you ain't going nowhere. You're going backwards into a wall. All right. Beto or Beto Bashar? Not okay, Aaron number two. <laughs> <laughs> Why you call Aaron number two? I'm not going to do the Spanish stuff right now, or if you want me to. Welcome, welcome. Hola, amigos. Como están? Yo soy Niner Sickness. Welcome. This is Beto, otherwise known as Niner Sickness. I'm here on the Forever Faithful podcast with Puto Brandon. Just kidding. No, mommy. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Hey, cabrón. Let's go. Is that our letter on it or super? It's like a little brother to me. Let me just say this. I'm gonna put it right in the chat. Um, yeah, I'm gonna let you guys know something. I appreciate what Moster did for us, but right now it's not Moster, it's most hurt. Raheem most hurt can say whatever he wants. I don't care what he says about his quarterback, our quarterback, what you know, what his team is gonna do, and how much more talented his team is now compared to what was before. Whether he spend it or not, I don't care. He's still Raheem most hurt. And if he goes up against a number one run defense, he's going to get hurt. So, you know, he can say whatever he wants. This is the best defense he's faced all year. Dion. So, for me, it's simple. It came to stuff about Jimmy. Like, I don't give a fuck that he talks shit about Jimmy. We all know it's very simple. Jimmy lives over the middle. He doesn't throw outside of the numbers. And he doesn't throw deep ball. So can he sling it? No. So I don't know why everybody was all up in arms about that comment. That's the truth. That's really unfortunate. The injury thing was what threw me off. And the reason being is because you shut yourself down for the year. You had the option to not do surgery, to avoid that, to go ahead and take some time off. So Don't forget the COVID year. Yeah, and the COVID year. So, you know, and and I – Look, the COVID year, I respect anybody who decided to opt out strictly based on the fact that they wanted to worry about the health and safety of their their family. He had two young boys that he had to be protective of. And, you know, that it's it's a lot to deal with, man. So I get it. I understand it. But um, as far as you shutting yourself down, don't blame us because you shut yourself down. You did that. You made that decision. So if you made that decision, then how are we rushing you back? I mean, now, did you shut yourself down because you felt like we were trying to rush you back and that was the only way we were going to stop asking? Well, I mean, hey, it is what it is. You're a starting running back in the NFL. You know, it's like Julian Edelman said on I Am Athlete. Everybody's playing hurt every week. Something hurts. You are in some type of pain. I don't care how much treatment you do. I don't care if you go vegan. I don't care about none of that. At the end of the day, you are banging your body against turf, grass, and or another human that shit hurts believe me i when i was younger i loved the contact of football now i don't want nobody hit me god damn it i ain't got time for that i'm too old i don't want nah, man. That shit gonna hurt. Yep. And, and as you get older the hurt lasts longer see when you young that pain will subside very quickly it truthfully does but when you older nah man that shit lasts forever see almost seemed like the the uh recovery process is a bitch but mm-hmm. For me personally, talk your shit, man. At the end of the day, just remember, you got to back it up. Because if you don't, 
you're gonna look real stupid. But I mean, like, you know, I appreciate what he did for us. Uh it, nah, we 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 can't. I mean, when they say they have a QB that can sling it, yeah, just, you know, I, Tua has a, a, a good, good arm, good arm, nice deep ball. But, you know, at the end of the day, it, it's a simple situation. Yep. I don't – I'm not, I'm not going to be mad at him for saying what he said about Jimmy because at the end of the day, there are just certain things about the guy that are lackluster. But as far as the whole – you know, we tried to rush you back. You shut yourself down for the season, man. So it makes it hard for me to believe that. I'm not saying that isn't true because I wasn't there. I did not, you know, I wasn't wasn't there when the situation unfolded. And it's not outside the realm of possibilities that an NFL team will try to rush you back. Yeah. That is very highly likely because if, especially if they need you. And we were leaning on Raheem to be the number one guy. But outside of all of those things I just named, you did try to stick us up for money to an extent. Yeah. So don't be mad because you kind of stuck us up a little bit and we was like, all right, you want more money? Get your ass on that field. Yeah. If that's how that played out, don't be mad at them. They gave you a little extra bread. They said, all right, cool. You did it. Get on the field. You can't be mad at us, but it kind of is what it is, man. That's yeah. just And, you know, don't forget, you know, we, we actually put Raheem on, on radar too. Yes, well. because there was nobody else. Raheem – let, let's run through his story real quick. Raheem went through what eight different teams, mm-hmm. eight different teams on special teams. Yep, he was a running back on every single team, but he was mm-hmm. on special teams. It wasn't until he got to us where he got his start. So, the difference between Raheem is Raheem may have said like a few things, but I'm not going to consider his comments egregious. And mm-hmm. I, I don't think he really had any ill intent. You know, if he was being asked questions about the actual Dolphins and what they have, then, yes, it's real easy to get that twisted and misconstrued. Yeah. Very, yeah. very much so. And do reporters do the hell yeah? The media loves clickbait. What the fuck you think? Yep. They out here purposely do get you to click on that article because mm-hmm. that helps them. The more attractive, the more, you know, attention they can bring to themselves, the better for them. I understand it. You know, but we did give him his start. So, you know, while he said those things, at least he wasn't as disrespectful as that piece of shit, Jarek McKinnon. And yes, yeah, I don't like you. And if I ever meet you, I'll punch you in the fucking face with your Kermit the Frog ass voice. Ungrateful <laughs> bastard. I don't like you. Yep. Coming hey, out there, had a nerve, you know, had a nerve to get on IG Live and say, fuck no, on to the next. We lined your pockets and fed your family. You didn't earn broken any of that fucking paycheck. The only time you showed up was in the COVID year. The perfect time for you to show up when everybody else is fucking injured. Good job, yep. dumbass. Sorry. Exactly. It, you know, it's all good. It's all good. So uh, just real fast. Um, let's uh, go ahead and. We're gonna end the show right now. Uh, we've been going an hour and a half, so that's pretty good with 34 people right now. So everybody that's been everybody that's been hanging out with us, man, we appreciate y'all. We appreciate it a lot. We appreciate you guys. We appreciate it. And if Saturdays is a thing, and we got to keep this panel together, you might have to, man. I'm I'm all right with that, man, because I, I love everybody in, on, on the panel, man. Everybody is good, man. I love Bashar, mm-hmm. you know, Beto. Um, you know, media, even though he's a fucking wildcat fan. <laughs> I know you, know you don't. I know. 
Look, I got love for you, okay? If somebody was trying to beat you up, I'd jump in and help. Yes. All right? Yes. Now, if you had on a Wildcat shirt, I'm not sure how quickly I would jump in. I'm just saying it might take a little time. Because I have yeah, to rub hey. my eyes so I can see from that bullshit you got on. Immediate. It's because it's you're you're a milk dud, man. You know what's funny, though? Your ASU team sucks at basketball, and they also suck at football, just like us. So They do. I just root for ASU just to piss you off, man. I don't really fuck with them. I'm a UCLA guy. <laughs> Lakers, baby. That's all I know. Lakers are winning right. again. So, Lakers, no, 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 Brandy, you better get it. Don't let, don't you let him come on here and talk about them damn fakers. Tigers, baby. Hey, <laughs> hey, all I gotta say is no mommies. Exactly. <laughs> okay, so before we end it, if you guys haven't yet already, I know we have my channel on here, we have Bashar's channel on here, we have Media's channel on here, and we have Dion's channel on here. We would have had Beto's channel on here, but he doesn't want to give his I don't trust Mexicans, bro. <laughs> <laughs> what if they're half Sicilian? No one is me home. Hey, it's look, man. Branded, bro. Look, Beto, I'm going to tell you. I'm See, look, I'm an equal opportunity racist. I hate everybody. Yeah, there you go. That, hey, just, that makes okay. See, that way nobody can be mad because I don't like nobody. You there know, you I just yeah. I have to fuck with you and, and, and talk with you and have a conversation and that will determine. I'm not going to even use you. I just look, if I don't fucking know you, I really don't care for you. I'm not going to say nothing negative. But at the end of the day, I don't I'm, with, I'm with you, bro. I'm with you. I'm 100 yeah. percent. I like old school comedy. Yeah. Well, you could talk shit about everything and everybody and nobody cried. And we live in a society today where. We have all the donkey yeah, fetishes. You offended me. Oh my god! Uh, <laughs> you do that so well. Wow. <laughs> you you comedy you, show. You skip me. I like it when Beto cries. All right. So before we head out, guys, um, if you haven't yet already, hit that like and subscribe button mm-hmm. on Prayer Faithful Podcast. It's www.youtube.com backslash Prayer Faithful. Can you say it in Spanish? Huh? He said, "Can you say it in Spanish?" He fucking with you. You know you can't say it in oh, Spanish. No, I can't say it in Spanish. I only know all the bad words. You already know this, Beto. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, anyways, so yeah, we're trying to get to 500 subs on the Forever Faithful Podcast channel. Let's go. We're do that. We're gonna do a giveaway. Um, and then, gentlemen, let everybody else know where they can find you. Before I do that, go ahead and you see on the bottom mm-hmm. here on our layout it. At FF Pod on Twitter, and we're in Forever Faithful Podcast on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook. So go ahead and hit that follow button. But uh, gentlemen, go ahead and uh, share your where they can find you at. Simple, not a gang podcast on YouTube at Swift D on Twitter, 49er underscore Dion on Instagram. Kick it over to Bashar. Tell them what to find 49er reminded. <laughs> Actually, um, the guy who did the 49er reminded rap of uh, 49er dude. Messaged me the other day and showed me a picture of some tailgate at one of the upcoming games. And he's like, Oh, I'm going to perform the 49 Minded song live. Hey, said, oh, there you oh, go. He said, Someone's going to record it. So when I have it available, I'll show it to you guys. Turn, uh, up, turn up. And we, I don't know if we're we doing score predictions because I'll drop mine right now. If so, yeah, yeah, go ahead. 2817. I just think our defense um, just has them, you know, mesmerized. And we, we end up score, finally scoring in the red zone, doing what we have to do with all these weapons. But yeah, easy to find me. 
at 49 er Mighty on, on Twitter. Um, just type in 49 er Mighty on Instagram. If Some people are probably watching the 49 er Mighty YouTube channel. But yeah, man, just um, hit me up. And if you guys have any questions, you guys always send me a DM. Media. Alrighty, guys. You guys can find me at YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, at 49er Media. All the same handle. Uh, we just hit 420 uh, subs on YouTube, so appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. Continuing our road. Make sure if you haven't, hit that sub button. Make sure you guys follow the rest of the social media yeah, as well. I hit 700. Uh, yeah, guys, uh, you guys can actually uh, find me on YouTube, uh, Twitter, uh, IG, and uh, TikTok, all under uh, Niner Sickness Podcast. And once I hit 1,500 uh, subscribers, I'm giving away this beautiful Debo Samuel jersey. Nice. Nice. So I'm going to be giving that away at 1,500. And I'm I'm not that far away. So come in, uh, subscribe, and uh, just show me a picture. It's only for new subscribers. A lot of my old guys are like, I'll take care of them as well. But find me uh, on YouTube and all the platforms under Niner Sickness Podcast. I welcome you there. So we got some predictions, 38-37 from Joey. And uh, for me, the prediction in this game is going to be 24-17 Niners. For me, I'm going to have to unfortunately go with the L on this one. I don't believe we win this game. I'm going to say probably about 28-25 Niners. I mean, 28-25 Dolphins. What? Don't think we're going to pull this W off, guys. I got a lot of faith, but I got to see it to believe it, man. I, I, I don't know. Something about this game kind of scares me. Brandon? Brandon, what's your prediction? Uh, so I'm going to go with uh, 3128 uh, Niners on this one. Okay. Um, yeah. And uh, fuck, I forgot what I was going to say. Oh, also, too, if you guys um, want to, if you guys are in the car, you're stuck in traffic or whatever, go ahead and head over to our audio podcast spotify apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, you know all the podcasts that you can find for our faithful podcast we're on there too as well there it um is. any other last statements before we head out no nah, man um just uh you know everybody out there stay up stay faithful and at the end of the day you know the mantra go niners yes sir all right guys coming gotta go gotta go <laughs> All right, till next time, guys. Go Niners. Go Niners. Niners. Let's go. Later, guys. Go.